Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This episode of College Chaos, sponsored by The Engine, is focusing on what aspects of your college education can you positively affect now that the SAT and ACT have been made optional by lots of schools and your junior year is kind of hampered as well. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. People are worried about how they're going to distinguish themselves now that the SAT and ACT have been made optional by a lot of universities and their junior year is hampered. Junior year is very classically uh, the year where students take the most AP classes, the most advanced classes, and they can jack their GPAs up. Freshman year is not known to be a dynamite year. Sophomore year is okay, but junior year, that's the one. That's the one where you get it. So what's happening now? Well, there are a lot of schools that are just switching to pass, no pass for second semester. That's a big problem for students because let's face it, if you go pass, no pass second semester, you take away a lot of opportunities to get that 5.0 scale in advanced classes or AP classes. So that's a big thing. There's also a problem with GPA just overall being unreliable now. So say you're a lucky student who is taking, say, an AP Chem class, and somehow you're still going to get a real grade, and you, you struggle, and you fight for it, and you get an A or a B, so you get actually a, a 4.0 or 5.0 if, if they're giving you honors credit. Well, there are some schools that are giving A's to all of their students for, for the whole second semester. So how, how will these colleges know who's who? And more than that, what does your GPA really mean now? Right? Some people aren't getting a grade at all. You're fighting for your grade and it's hard earned. And then somebody else was in AP chemistry, was likely going to get a B or a C, and they got an A. They got an A. So you can't really fight for that GPA the same way you could before. A lot of students in junior year, especially the second half, are really bearing down and they're tired and they're fighting, but they're like, God, it's going to be worth it. Well, we don't really have that option right now. The GPA is not something you can manipulate. So that's a thing. Your test scores, absolutely, absolutely you can continue to work towards these. Now, I'm working with students every single day for the SAT and ACT. They're working to improve their scores. We're going to set up reviews before the, before the future test dates. No problem. All the students that were signed up for the May test prep and then the June test prep, we're finishing out the prep, and then I'm adding on additional classes free of charge before their actual test date, and they're going to crush. They're actually going to, instead of getting the normal nine classes, they're going to end up getting more like 13 or 14. And more than anything, they have something to do right now. So great. If your student can do that, get into it. Get preparing for the tests. Help them get good test scores. But again, how will the colleges be looking at these? Well, they're optional. They're going to be optional for some, not for others, but for some, they'll be optional. So how will they be viewed there? Well, shoot, we don't really know, right? Obviously, the people with the better test scores will submit them. The people with not great test scores won't submit them. There will be some people who have sufficient GPAs to back that up. Some people won't. But again, the, the whole nature of the test at this point for this application round, it, it's kind of in question. Now, again, a good test score is going to be better than no test score. And for the third or fourth time, not all colleges and universities are making these optional. So you need to take that into consideration. But 
what can we do that we know will be considered? One of the biggest things you can do is crush your essays. So a lot of universities do require essays. There's a big Common App essay. So for the Common Application, that's the overall application that takes all of your personal data and then allows you to apply to multiple schools without having to put in the same data over and over and over and over. So you put all of your data into one application, and then you can just click a box and you apply to a bunch of different schools and all of that information is sent out. You only fill it out once. It's very convenient. And in that is a large Common App essay. It's a 650-word essay. Now, they give you a bunch of different prompts that you can write on, but at the end, there's always, always a prompt that says, a topic of your choice. So you can get working on this essay now if you want. The better this essay is, the better your application will be because the essay is the only thing that will not be changed, as we know right now, for this application round. The SAT and ACT are goofy. GPAs are goofy. <sighs> that essay. That essay is going to be a beast. So if your student is anxious, if your student is worried, which a lot of students are, that's one of the biggest things eating them. They're anxious, they're worried, and they have no outlet. They don't have a way to improve the situation. Their hands are tied. If they're worried about it, one, tell them to start working on their essay, or at least start brainstorming, start thinking about it. Whatever they can do to come up with a unique spin on things. I was talking to a, to a mom today about her son and how he wants to, wants to work on the essay. She was thinking about having him start in a, an essay class next week, and I said, okay, that's fine, but you know, have him later as well. And she said, well, what will we write about? Now, I, I have been to their house before to, for, for tutoring, and I said, well, look, you, you could write an essay about the inflatable rafts in your backyard. And she said, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, look, you got a big swan and a big duck and like a, a killer whale, right? She said, well, those got destroyed last winter, actually, but I got new ones, right? And I got these new ones. They're like Christmas, Christmas oriented. And I said, that's great. Write an essay about Christmas style inflatable rafts, right? So like Santa's sleigh and reindeer and all of this ridiculous stuff. And the essay would be great. You can write about that. I know it doesn't seem like you can, but I was telling her, look, the essay could be about how you love these things and he always gave you a hard time for him and one time he just pushed too hard and you snapped at him and then he went and thought about it and realized that your desire to have these Christmas-oriented decorations was not because you were trying to be annoying but because you enjoyed Christmas. Now, yes, it's wintertime and it's weird to think about Christmas but it's not weird to think about Christmas when you consider what Christmas is. And for this mom, let's say Christmas was love and connection and being with her kids and being with her husband and, and feeling the happiest day of the year every day of the year. And you could write a great essay about that and how the kid, you know, realized, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm doing the exact opposite of why my mom has these inflatables. She's trying to remind herself of times when she loved me and I'm just being a huge pain. And I can change my perspective on the world. Christmas doesn't have to be one day a year. It can be every day a year, every day of the year. You can have that kind of experience. So again, I was just making this up with a mom, but she realized, oh yeah, you can write a really good essay about random things. So that's one option. Okay. The other option is to focus on things like online classes. Whatever classes you might be missing right now, whatever, it doesn't matter. Take them. Take them online. You have BYU online. You could take DVC classes online, get college credit. You can beef up your transcript. <coughs> Excuse me. You can beef up your transcript 
very easily. It, it would be a wonderful thing to do because colleges are going to know what everybody went through here. Colleges are 100% going to understand and see very clearly who got to work and who didn't. I have a student right now. He's, he's actually a senior, and I worked with him, and he's a fantastic kid. He's sitting bored at home. Obviously, his senior year's gone, and he, he makes a deal with his dad to get his dad's in the food brokerage business. And he gets access to the food, uh, food markets, the uh, commercial wholesale markets in San Francisco. This kid makes a fresh fruit and vegetable delivery service on the spot. So literally three weeks ago, he goes in his dad's truck to San Francisco, picks up, it's got to be at least $1,000 or $2,000 worth of fruits and vegetables, and just, uh, just off social media advertising, ends up delivering 50 boxes. Everybody loves it. He makes a website. He delivers 100 boxes the next week, right? So this kid is crushing it. Now, were he a junior, this, this moment right here would be something that he could write about, and that would say so much, right? But not just write about. This would be something great to put on his application, that he was a small business owner and developed this. So again, anything you can do to enrich your life. That could be volunteering, helping deliver fresh fruits and vegetables to, to people who are at risk. It could be running errands for people. That's, that's a wonderful thing to do. Um, people that need to go to the post office or something like that, you say, hey, look, you stay home, you leave it out, I'll go do it. Again, whatever you want to do, anything you can do to enrich your application with helping people. And again, different people have varying degrees of, of concern with this. If you want your kids staying at home, absolutely, that's a great idea. If you're a little bit less concerned about that, then maybe going outside and doing some of those things would be fine. But again, even if you don't want to leave your house, you can still do things online. That's classes, that's community groups, that's a volunteer tutoring for elementary school kids. My goodness, I cannot tell you. I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, second grade and kindergarten. If I had a high schooler say, hey, let me help you help your kid, right? It's somebody I knew, obviously. I would love it. I would love it. I'd be like, great. Not just because I think I can't tutor the stuff. Of course I can. But having a teenager feel needed and appreciated and having my son connect with that kid, that would be wonderful. And that could be something. That could be something that not only is good for the application, but really pulls, I've seen it, something that really pulls teenagers out of a funk. And again, it's, it's a good thing to feel needed. So again, those are options that you can really manipulate today to help beef up your application and and help you get after it because again the the last thing you want to do is feel like your hands are tied and you know you're in this crummy position and there are no options for your progress or no options for you to distinguish yourself as you've aimed to do for so long so again get after it i'm matt todd and i hope you've enjoyed this episode of college chaos go out and crush it